Welcome everybody. Welcome back to uh, Tales from the Blue Cottage, uh, where we're going to start session two of our brand new campaign that takes place in the continent of De La Mar. Um, once again, I want to thank you guys for listening in. Thank you for, uh, for all of your support, and thank you for you guys who have been purchasing our limited edition candles as well. We've, we've sold quite a few of those so far. We really appreciate your support. And uh, like I said, if you guys don't know, um, then go check us out on Instagram. We have we have two different Instagrams. There's a uh, Blue Cottage D and D and at Midnight Strike Handle Co. If you uh, just go give us a follow, check out our content, and you know, thank you again for supporting our stream and uh, thanks for listening in. And I guess we're gonna go ahead and jump back into uh, tonight's episode. Yeah, looking at you, looking at you, buddy. <laughs> so last we left off. Um, <laughs> you guys started this campaign off with a, with a bit of a bang, you, as you all found yourselves um, going about your own personal business, some of you running from characters, some of you running into characters, uh, and, and there was there's kind of a little bit, of, some, a few events going on in the, the Dragonstone Plaza in the fortified town of Stonebrook. And amidst all of your individual uh, chaotic moments, Suddenly, this woman, this Drishkin, uh, old Drishkin woman, stepped up atop this uh, in front of the Stone Dragon Inn and began giving this speech, um, battling on about the gods of old and how one time all of uh, all of the races and all the peoples of Delamar were united under the gods' rule, and suddenly she split open the sky, revealing this rift beyond. Um, behind the rifts, it was filled with this beautiful uh, starry night sky, unlike anything you'd ever seen. Filled with constellations, colors, like many different colors kind of swirling about in between the stars. And then you watched as this almost human-shaped form took place in, those, in these stars in this massive 300-foot rift and began to look down upon all of you, as if a silhouette of the night sky, like a humanoid silhouette of the night sky. Um, Suddenly, several of the statues in the, in the, uh, the, the plaza became, came to life. Um, there was a, a fray that broke out. The four of you rushed in to help the guards and help save. You guys did actually help save a couple of civilians in that with some very yeah. quick uh, quick responses, some great spell casting, um, a, a few uh, rounds of adjusting your bow. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Adjusting the sights on your bow. <laughs> and... Um, but no, you guys did great. You, you managed to fend off these creatures, help the guards. Um, in return, the guard captain, uh, Valeria Fierceborn, um, promised you free drinks all night at the Stone Dragon Inn, to which she introduced you, took you up there. Um, you guys met some new friends, you met, you en encountered some rumors, you learned uh, that you met old Nackfi, who was rambling on about, uh, about kobolds beneath the city with nobody listening to him. Um, and you also found that, that all of you had questions and that you asked and you were all directed with these questions directed to another tavern in town called the Iron Blast that was ran by a man named Gildas, who uh, the tavern keep of the Stone Dragon Inn informed you is a man to be careful around. Um, the next morning, uh, there was a bit of an event in the night where Cecilia was awoken and kind of heard some things in the alleyway, heard a conversation going on. Um, what sounded like the Drishkin woman from before speaking in Draconic to some other individuals. So the next morning, you guys made your way down to the south side of town to the Iron Flask. And why, when you were approaching, suddenly you heard someone screaming from down the alleyway, someone just begging for mercy. And a bit of a conversation um, kind of took place when Cecilia just ran forward down the alleyway and um, sh a change, uh, shifted or transmuted her staff into the bow um, and began to get ready to fight something on the, around the alleyway. The three of you uh, watched her as she did this until finally uh, Artemis ran after her yelling, Sorrel! Sorrel, where'd you go? <laughs> um, as you were running down the alleyway and doing this, uh, Gildas, or excuse me, this, this large very tall, very fit, very well-dressed half-orc came around the corner um, and confronted Cecilia. <laughs> and that's where we're going to pick up tonight's session. So, Cecilia, you 
as you are, uh, oh, just a moment, I'm just browser two windows open for Chrome. Let me get back to my notes. As you're kind of sitting here, you're back against the wall, you, you hear, you felt as his form kind of shifted over you. Uh, and you can actually feel his breath kind of as his heavy, he's got these heavy, uh, deep breaths as he walks, and you can feel it. It's not actually, it, it doesn't smell horrible, it's, but it is warm. Um, but you can tell he actually. Especially when it being, you know, this is the tail end of winter. It's cold. You can feel the, uh, the oh, heat fair. kind of that's kind fair. of pull up on you. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Sorry, okay. the only things you notice, just because you can't see him, you just you hear. Um, you hear him as he kind of cracks his knuckles a little bit as he's walking towards you. You hear his footfalls are heavy. Um, he sat, he sat, he probably he weighs quite a bit, most likely. Uh, and you also notice that he's calm amidst all of this. He's, he just, you can, you can hear he's not, there's no anxiety to him whatsoever. He's very collected. So as he kind of rounds the corner and he sees you, Artemis, you kind of like running up yelling, he looks down. So tell me, Longyear, what exactly do you intend to do with that? And he leans down, and you can hear as he gets, kind of crouches down, and you can hear as his knees kind of pop. As he leans down, and he looks. Are you blind? And then he kind of looks as you're running down. Can I help you with something, sir? Yeah, I'm looking for my sister. So hey, hey, sorry, yeah, um, sorry, I didn't mean to intrude on anything, I was just, I lost the party, I lost my brother, and yeah, that's why I'm here, yes, I'm blind, the, the bow's for self-defense, because you know, blind person by themselves, they have to defend themselves, so that's why I have this, but yeah, here's my brother, so I'm sorry, I'll get out of your way now. <laughs> make, make a deception check. <laughs> make a lot of both oh, of you make God. deception checks. Deception. A plea oh, check. A power of friendship check. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. This is not a show for you guys. <laughs> 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 it's not a bad. It's okay. What is that? It's okay. So oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, don't even need inspiration. Bless my Oh no! Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. So but I'm blind, so he should be nice to me. Alright. 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 You didn't shoot anyone this time, did you? No, I didn't. I promise. He, he kind of looks at you too. Very, he kind of cocks one brow up, and you see as he kind of like crosses his arms, and he looks down. And and Artemis, as you get close, you're like, this, this, he's pretty tall. Like he's probably six foot th four, six foot you know, six foot three, six foot four. Um, he's not as broad as most most half orcs males would be, but he is tall, and he's still kind of an imposing figure. So he looks down on both of you. Well, you should probably be on your way then. Yeah. And you kind of hear someone shout. No, no, please, don't leave me! Don't leave me with him! Don't leave me! And you, you hear as, uh, that, that woman from before go, Shut the fuck up, Jula! And you hear that just that loud, just smack. You hear just this, like, smack. And you, you, and you just kind of, oh, Please, please, somebody have mercy! And Gildas just kind of smiles. It's really not of your concern. Trust you. And you hear... Suddenly, you, you kind of hear footsteps as someone else wanders over, and you see, um, kind of coming around the corner now that you're kind of closer, Artemis, you see back behind Gildas, what, what you notice is kind of down this alleyway behind the Iron Flask, you see there's a couple of buildings, and then there's another alley that extends off where you can see the, the, the canyon that leads down to the Deep Belt River, and the fields and rolling hills of the Black Moors beyond. So you can tell you guys are backed up against the back end of the city here. Um, but down this alleyway, you see uh, there's a very kind of a he's a portly gentleman. He's probably you know, five foot eight, five foot nine, 
uh, wearing like a what looks like a bowler cap type thing, kind of tattered coat, and he's holding uh, this man down. Like he's got him pinned on his knees. The guy is bleeding from his nose and his mouth. Um, you see a couple of teeth on the ground um, in front of him. He's he's got like uh, dirty blonde hair. Probably looks like he's in his uh, early to mid thirties. A little bit of scruff around the face. Uh, wearing uh, suspenders and kind of a, a, a bit of a white tunic underneath that's now it's dripping in blood. Um, and they, they, this portly guy's got him pinned down on, the, on his knees. Um, and in front of him, walking towards you, there's another figure, a uh, very tall woman. Um, another one, kind of, she stands almost as tall as, as this half orc. Um, thin as well, but she's still got like very toned muscular arms. Um, you can see she's wearing a, like this, almost, it's like a men's red tunic um, that's got like this silk-like filigree in it. She's dressed very nicely, uh, wearing uh, black pants that go down to black boots beneath her. Like this, this little trio here that has this man pinned down, is they're, they're all very well-dressed. Um, she's got, her hair is like, it's, it's almost like a mane, kind of pulled back a little wild, and then there's a uh, ponytail kind of pulled up to the top, like a top knot almost. And you notice that she has those same Drishkin tattoos that Geldas has, but hers are a little different. She's got one that stops, it starts at the uh, kind of the tip of her nose and goes down through her mouth and down her chin, and then she has two that start at the corners of her mouth and go down her all the way down her neck and, and disappear in behind her tunic. Um, wide green eyes, uh, kind of darker hair. As she kind of approaches and oh shit, Geldas. These are the ones I was telling you about. He kind of turns around. Oh, really? No. He smiles. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two of them anyway. Well, I, she wasn't. Uh, she was a little less impressive. But this guy here, he was he was casting spells in the marketplace today. I saw him fighting along the guards. Yeah, you can't fool me. I recognize that feather in that cap anywhere. <laughs> These are the ones I was telling you about. And she kind of looks down the alley, and they look all the way down behind, and they see you. They don't see you because you're hiding behind her. <laughs> but they see Adam kind of standing in the street, kind of looking and just keep like looking down the alley. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, these are the ones that I was telling you about, Gildas. But well, you, you weren't trying to stay alive during that, that battle that was going on. Well, I mean, of course I was. I was going to be fine. I mean, look. She kind of like gestures to all of herself. She's, she's tall and she's thin, but she she looks very confident. Like this one. <laughs> Gildas. Interesting. So, you're versed with the arcane. A little long study. Yep. You looking I mean, for work? And it, what what's the pay? I mean, you know, but I mean, is you got regular work? Or is this like just something on the fly right now? I mean, <laughs> pays well. It's a single job, but if you're up to task, we can discuss it inside. I just have to take care of some issues first. Step on into the iron flask. Tell the barkeep that you have a meeting with Geldus. I won't be long. How many of them were there? <laughs> <laughs> There's like three, three, three of them. And we're in the iron flask, which was where they... Yeah, you're yeah, right. Right. Yeah. behind it. I'm behind the iron flask. Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in the territory. Yeah, you're behind the alleyway, and you see that, that man that they've got pinned down here, you just assume is Jula, and he's, you know, his hair is like sweaty, he's pouring sweat. He's like, come on, please don't leave me like this. Don't leave me like this. And you notice too that his, uh, like he's got his sleeves rolled up and he has a couple of tattoos. Um, you see a, a couple of uh, hearts on his four, on his uh, right arm. And um, give me a second, I'll pull that up. They they have names uh, kind of written in between the arms. You notice this written in the hearts. Uh, there are two names, and they are. Uh, oh crap. Are they the daughters? Um, yeah. Felicia? <laughs> what? I just love Felicia. I thought about Felicia. Felicia and uh, Tiara, kind of written Aww. in his arms. 
and he's just like, come on, please, I've got a family, you, you guys, don't let him do me like this, and you, you see that, that kind of portly, shorter guy that's holding him, and you notice that the guy that's holding him doesn't have the same uh, Drishkin tattoos, he looks just like a normal human, he's got kind of a bit of a pudgy face, a little bit of uh, kind of a neck beard going on, and you just watch as he just knees the back of this man and kicks him down into the dirt, and Gildas just, you don't want to get involved with him, trust me. He's a liar and a thief. And he stole from the wrong person. From you? You do the math. <laughs> so he stole something important. That's really not any of your concern. Yes. Work. Business. If you're interested in the job, go inside. Follow my instructions. Otherwise, be on your way. And he turns around and he kind of looks back down at Cecilia and he just grins. Brave little long ear. And he kind of turns around and Siri's just, isn't it crazy? She kind of like leans down and she's like, isn't it crazy? They just showed up here out of nowhere. And she's just walking away. She's like a really excitable one, seemingly. Why do you mean so chicken? What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> it's been three years and you still don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. I, the I still can't go. I was like, what is he talking about? Yep. I can't do it, but I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to stop betting <laughs> oh. So, what are you guys gonna do? Come on, Sora, let's, let's get it. So you guys, as you guys begin to walk back down the, ha the alleyway, you hear as Julia calls out, Come on, please, no! No, 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 please! And sure about the times you guys get back into the street, you hear the loud just... And you just, just hear it just begin one after the other. Keep walking. Six hundred ninety-five gold or something like that. <laughs> so you two watch as the the two of them um, approach once again. Is everything all right? No, nope. we stepped in this time. Excuse me. You did what now? Do you need to check your boobs? <laughs> <laughs> I probably, I probably did. said that we can wait inside. It was definitely Gildas, so... Inside of the iron class? Yeah. They offered work to us. Did I you mean, ask what type of work? They said the pay as well. And, uh, based on what I saw, probably not the best type of work, but right. it depends what the pay is. You know. Alright, Artie. <laughs> <laughs> for some, yes. Not for me. I prefer to keep my hands clean, if I can. But That's right, you got that cleany thing. Yes. <laughs> I do like staying clean. Well, into the iron flask, I suppose. See what he has to offer. No. I'm sure. constipated, are you alright? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not sure that I want to go on there. I mean, you know. Well, I definitely want to hear about what he has to offer. And also, he has the information. information yes. Yeah. That's more important to me, at least right now. Um, yes. Too valuable to walk away. Well, on that, yes. Alright. So, um, you, uh, <laughs> you guys make your way inside the Iron Flask? Mm -hmm. Alright. I'm gonna recast and have my... Right, so, you're, uh, as you say this, your bow just... <laughs> reforms uh, with like the, the string pulling up like a vine, wrapping itself around, and it turns back into your walking staff. Um, switch back to some different music here. Anyone following us? 
make a perception check. Not too good. That's the wrong one. Well, yeah, we don't like what he has to offer. We don't have to accept. That's also the wrong one. Why? <laughs> but why can't Ooh, I this find it? <laughs> <laughs> why can't I find it? Here we go. There we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> you guys uh, make your way inside the iron flask as you approach. You see kind of the, the sign that's hanging out front with the, that just depicts this. A large iron flask that's just kind of hanging and swinging in the wind a little bit, just creaking um, as it goes. Uh, this tavern definitely appears to be much smaller than the Stone Dragon. The Stone Dragon Inn is grand, it's magnificent, it's a huge building. Um, whereas this one seems to be more the size of just kind of a typical townhouse. Um, it does have a second level above it. Um, as you Make your way in, though, you're you're kind of surprised to find. You expected, based on what you heard, that this was going to be like a dump, like a, like a guy. Um, but as you step in, it's it's actually a fairly well-kept tavern. Um, you do see there's quite a few individuals kind of scattered about, uh, t- littered about tables. The main uh, dining area or so, drinking areas, it's probably 20 by 30 feet deep. And what is it? Oh, down. Oh, gotcha. Better. So, um, it's probably about 20, 30, 30 feet back. It leads back to a bar at the very back side, um, where to the left side there's stairs that kind of lead up to the upper floor, and there's a door to the right um, that leads to another area beyond. A few tables scattered about here and there, um, all of them rounded, uh, and then there's a, a fire in the hearth to the left. This is kind of billowing out, it smells nice. And, and like I said, despite what you had heard, like the, the tables seem to be well kept. Like you see, there's a few spots uh, of like kind of rotted old wood here and there in the flooring. Um, and as you take a step in, you do feel like the floor kind of creep beneath your feet. Um, it's kind of, it sounds almost hollow beneath you. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like there's a basement or something underneath this place as you walk, and everything kind of echoes as you step forward. Um, you do see a few people scattered about here and there, all of them. Uh, wearing traveler's clothes, most of them dressed kind of ruggedly. You see several that are wearing heavy furs, similar to the woman that got atop the uh, the stairs in front of the Stone Dragon Inn the day before. And almost everyone in here has the same Drishkin tattoos. All of them tribal in nature. You see them kind of covering their arms, their hands, their legs. Um, and, and they're all, most most of these people that you've noticed that are Drishkins as you guys have been traveling here and there, you gather, like, most of them do stand anywhere from six foot one to about six foot six. Like, they're all very tall, very big people. Um, and, but as I said, they just, they're all, they all bearing these, these strange tribal tattooed lines that are just all over their body. Here and there. Do you ever see anyone that we recognize? Um, as you enter in, uh, Think who? No, you don't see anyone you recognize. Do I recognize any of the scents from around here? Uh, make a perception check for me. I also checked if we were followed earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. What was your perception check? A twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looking back, um, what you did notice is when Jula started yelling, you did notice there were two guards that started walking towards you guys, and they kind of looked and listened, and then they turned around and walked away. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, walking in, kind of smelling around. Um, it's a little mustier than Stone Dragon Inn. Doesn't smell quite as, you know, quite as clean, quite as, uh, there's not, it's not, you know, that smell of vanilla lager is not filling the room with the, uh, the fireside. It's just, it's a little bit of, it's a little dusty, a little musty. Um, you kind of like, as you really take it in, you, you almost you almost bring yourself to sneeze because there's still a little bit of dust kind of floating in the air here and there. Um, but, uh, no, it's nothing familiar, nothing stands out to you. No, no, nobody recognizes anyways. Uh, so, you guys enter in, you see uh, behind the bar, you do notice uh, it's, it's not a Drishkin uh, man, it's, it's, a, it's another, he looks actually very similar, uh, Artemis, you notice he looks very similar to the guy that was holding Jula down behind the building. Um, a little portly, he, he's actually a little bit bigger. Um, but he has similar facial features. Like they almost look like they could be related. He's got the same kind of stubble around the uh, around the uh, mouth. Uh, his nose is a little bit rounder, and his ears are a little bit more uh, like a little bigger. Um, but they, he looks almost like he could be related to the big guy that was around back. 
open table anywhere? Uh, yeah, there's just a couple of open tables here and there. Like, there's not a lot of folks in here. There's probably um, ten tables scattered about this room, and maybe four or five of them are filled at the moment. Gildas told us to go talk to him, right? Yeah, if we wanted to, yeah, sure, we go talk to him. Talk or wait? Talk to him and tell him we're waiting for Gildas. Discuss business. Yeah. Who do we need to talk to? Um, I guess the guy that was at the, the bar. At the bar. Yeah. He's following you. Okay. No <laughs> following you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Push him the right the direction. Yeah. Tell him where we're going and how he's away. You're still like standing. Yeah. yeah. Like, every now and again, you're just kind of like. Like you just, you just well, you want to take it off so bad that you know you're it. Is soft. It was it made by elves. Is it shiny? <laughs> no. <laughs> it does indeed look like nature, as if as if it's meant to be camouflage. It's camouflage you in greenery. Um, it's a very green cloak, um, which does remind me, currently, you since you don't have a cloak on, you you're still wearing your your winter's clothes. So you're still kind of warm, but you're a little chilly. Um, so, <laughs> as you guys approach, so uh, Artemis, as you kind of approach the barkeep, he, you know, kind of looks up at you. Yeah. Pardon me. Barkeep, uh, little early for a drink, ain't it? Well, sometimes not always too early. Well, we were supposed to discuss some business with uh, Gildas. He said to wait for him. Kind of narrows his eyes at you. All right. And it's not too early for me, so... He goes ahead and actually pours, um, as he kind of looks over each of you, um, as you guys are following him, I assume, right? He goes ahead and pours four mugs, passes it away. I'll see you at the table right here. He'll be out shortly. So he kind of points over to a table that's near that, that door that leads to the back, uh, that leads to another room beyond. It's, it's kind of closest to it. It's the one table that's kind of offset from all the others. Um, How much so you? Well, you've got business with Gildas. Don't owe me anything. How much for the drink? Two copper. Two, four, six, eight copper to them. Okay. So you give me a copper. Takes it. Slides in his pocket. It is definitely cheap ale. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not it is not that fine vanilla stout from uh from, from the from the uh, Stone Dragon Inn. It's it's um it's 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 a little more akin to a uh, it's kind of like a watered down light beer, you know. It's a bit natural. It's yeah. good. Tastes like piss. <laughs> <laughs> more so, of that, yes. So uh, Gildas, he's like. Good man to work for. He just, he's kind of wiping down mugs. It's inside check is wiping. Make an inside check. So he just he kind of look, he gives you a glance and just just keeps on working. Is anybody talking in the tavern? Um, you, you do hear the kind of clanking of dishes and, and food as you see there's a couple of people scattered about that are currently eating. Um, they appear to have some kind of like uh, like a, a porridge or an oatmeal. All of them kind of eating, sipping on a, on on drinks. Most of them are actually actually have a have a mug of ale with them as well. Uh, not not a lot of conversation being had. Um, go ahead and make perception checks. Anybody that wants to kind of listen around and, and see what they hear. So, um, I don't know, you kind of listen in as best you can, and like I said, over the clanking, and then you're, you're just kind of uncomfortable, this is not the, the, this is probably the most, even though it's not a super seedy tavern, it's probably the most seedy tavern you've ever been in. Um, you, you're kind of getting slightly uncomfortable, um, but as you kind of focus in, Cecilia, you listen... <laughs> The, the only thing that stands out, you do hear what sounds like there, there's three sitting at a table nearby. You see uh, a, a Drishkin woman and a man kind of sitting across from him. He's, he's tall. He's, uh, well, can't see him. 
I hear a woman you, voice. You hear, and you hear a, woman, voice. Yeah, a woman voice and, and a man's voice, and, and they are sitting, you guys will notice they're sitting with a younger boy, probably a teenager. He's probably 14 or 15 years old. Um, they're kind of having a discussion. You hear her just kind of, do you think that uh, today would be the day? Will he get to sign paperwork? And, and the man kind of just, Gildas has been true to us so far. He'll get us the papers. We'll get to Eleanor, we'll get to safety. That's all you hear. So, about 20 minutes passes, and um, suddenly you, you see as a there's kind of like behind the bar there you do notice there's like a sliding window like the wood, wood paneling comes slid. you watch as it kind of slides across and you see um siri kind of stick her head out she looks over at you and she smiles a big grin she's missing one singular tooth like towards the left side of her mouth she kind of gives you a smile and she whispers something to uh to the barkeep and he just kind of nods and the slides back he kind of approaches you guys and you can go on back. I'm looking for signs of, uh, you know, who, as I'm walking around. Yeah, uh, okay, make a perception. Or in this case, this is going to be investigation. Investigation. Yeah, make an investigation check. Eleven. Eleven. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of perusing everything and, and looking about, you don't... Nothing stands out, though. Um, you, you're looking for anything. You're looking for a feather off of his outfit. You're looking for, uh, you know, you're smelling the air, trying to get a whiff of his cologne, but you don't see any signs of them in this, in this area. So, you guys go on back. Mm-hmm. So are you two joining them as well? Yes. Yeah. Right. If you're going, are you going? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I'm going. So, okay. you guys... Um, um. <laughs> you step up and you walk through the door. It kind of, it just kind of, as it swings open and it does reveal beyond it. You guys enter into a kitchen and you see, um, you do see this uh, dwarven uh, woman. Uh, sh- short, she's stout. Uh, real thick, you know, wearing an apron and this tied up braid, like tied up red hair, tied up in a braid. Um, and she's going to and about, there's this kitchen here, and she's, she's going to and about uh, cleaning dishes, and you do smell, you see a big pot over an over a open flame stove, um, like this big pot, and you can hear it both bubbling and boiling. Um, and you smell that same oatmeal uh, kind of, uh, it smells like, it's, it's not super sweet smelling, but I mean, it, it smells tasty enough, I suppose, um, and you see Siri standing there, and come on back, and he, she looks at you, and she just grins from ear to ear, follow me, come on. Did I know why she's doing that? Can I make a check or um, Suddenly it dawns on you why you were brought to this town. <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Okay. So, oh, no. So we're walking right now. Yep. Okay, can I whisper to Adam? Yeah, you can. You can okay. stage whisper. Okay. <laughs> I say, like, pull on her cloak. I think we need to go. <laughs> I don't think I should be here. When I was originally coming to this town, um, they were taking me to sell me to some underground bar of sorts. And I'm getting to thinking that it was this place. Darling? <laughs> what do we do? You this long to see me? I thought it was hidden. How did she see me? I'm in this ugly clothes. Two heavens. If it wasn't the other one. Don't you think it might have been this one? I didn't think about it. I need to go. (laughs) So, Siri's kind of walking close behind you guys, 
Um, as she ushers you in, there's another set of doors to the back, and she kind of like pushes one open for you, and she it reveals beyond this this kind of it's like a lounge. There's a there's very nice like plush velvety sofa um, sitting in front of this fire, and there's a couple of chairs here and there, and you see a desk sitting off to the back side. Another door, uh, two doors, one to the right goes to the right, and the other one seems to go. Um, lead to what you would imagine is probably the outside because you can see some daylight kind of shining in around the corners of it. Um, and you see, sitting behind the desk, um, taking off very bloodied brass knuckles off of his hands, you see Gildas as he... of a seat. Just do you know how much you were worth? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're already rich enough. No, I'm just I don't know. we need to bargain with this man. I, I need to know how much we're bargaining I for. I don't know. A lot, I'm sure. Do you see me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you see my horns? <laughs> so, so, he, uh, he kind of, he looks at you all and tells you I have a seat. I'll be with you in just a moment. And, uh, you do see is like, coming through, uh, you, you hear from outside, you see kind of there's a window um, near that back door that kind of goes down the alleyway, and you you see the other, the portly guy that was holding Jula down, you see as he's kind of walking backwards, and he's, it looks like he's dragging something by the window. And um, you watch as Gildas wanders over to, he's got like a, a, a bucket nearby, like a pin, a tin uh, bucket, and he walks over and he kind of washes his hands off, and uh, wipes them down, do you all take a seat? Where's the dwarven woman who smirked? She was in the kitchen, so you guys have come through to the second room yet now. Like, she was in a room in between. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you all sit. So, you all sit? Where we sit, you said it's like a lounge, so there's like, I guess, different tables, chairs, or... Um... It's more like a, like an office, Okay. but there's there's a couple of chairs and then there's that very plush sofa. I just want to have my back to a wall, wherever I sit down. Okay, so there is a set of chairs <laughs> off to the left side, near the hearth that's kind of backed up against the wall as you take a seat. Um, and he kind of approaches and he watches, he pulls this very fine pipe out of his uh, pocket and kind of puts it in his mouth and he lights it. So. Siri tells me, and you do know Siri does not leave the room. She's kind of standing in front of the door with her back leaned. The door that she you came in, she's standing in front of the door with her back leaned against it, her arms crossed. Siri tells me that you all are first in the arcane arts. She's not wrong. I'm curious. We were invited here, yes? That's but... correct. You were indeed. And it's strange timing, too. The truth of the matter is, I need someone who can bypass arcane security. Interesting. What security? And where? Well, that depends on if you're interested in the job. The job involves retrieving an item that was stolen from me by a man. Two of you had the pleasure of meeting. He sold it without realizing what it was to a man who is worse than even him. Can I insight check? Make an insight check. Good call. So you said he. I'm confused if he stole what from who? Jula stole it from Gildas. It's sold it, and now we have to retrieve it because he sold it. So and the person that he sold it to is, is worse than yes. himself. Is the way he said it. What's it? Um, inside, I don't roll twice, right? Correct. Just just inside. Okay, so fifteen. Fifteen. That's still good. Yeah, it's good. It's good for level one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good for anything over a ten. Point <gasps> is, don't panic. The truth is, Jula was a liar. I lulled him into my ranks for a short time. He betrayed me. He 
stole an item that was traded for passage into Elador. And then he turned around and sold it to the very man who doesn't allow my people passage into the door. Who I know this from. person is? Uh, like make a history check. Talking about. Fourteen. Fourteen? Um, you're not entirely sure, but based on the way that he's, the fact that he's Drishkin, you gather he might be talking about Occupations Commissioner? Siri tells me, and she did a little bit of research on you all, asked a few questions around town, and gathers that the four of you are not from here. And he looks at you and he kind of grins a little bit. He still hasn't addressed you, but he, he does look over and he grins every now and again. Oh, so uncomfortable. <laughs> she said that you're reversed in arcane arts and I'm very desperate at the moment, otherwise I wouldn't just pull you in off the streets. It is important that this artifact gets retrieved before something bad happens. Artifact? Yes. What exactly does it do? It's not exactly what it does, but one one does when he has it in his possession. Understood. Fallen into the wrong hands, so on and so forth. Precisely. I'm sure that you've heard of me, given the fact that you're very anxious. And I know that the scene that was displayed a moment ago was a bit crass, but I assure you I'm a man of business and a man of honor. Inside check. Make an inside check. <laughs> nice. He did it. <laughs> he done did it. You're doing it, Billy! And as I said, I wouldn't involve outsiders if I wasn't desperate for help. What is it? It's a seven plus my inside of not a whole lot. Two. Two? Not hard to tell. And I also gather that you wouldn't have come to this part of town unless you needed something from me. Very few come here except for Drishkins. And he kind of looks you over, up and down, kind of looks at your wardrobe and then turns away. Is there not any other arcane people here that you know of? Few and far between. Most of them are already employed. And most of them are too well known. Stipulations to this job. We take it and it's one and done. Good. That's all I need. You'll be saving a lot of lives. Inside check? Inside check. <laughs> you guys are getting really mixed signals from this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So 17. Cool. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 17. 17. Nice. Yes, I'm going to Okay. 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 Uh, seeing as now, some of you already owe me a favor and some gold. Casserole's Falcon. <laughs> How much gold again was it? Well, considering the deal wasn't complete, just the down payment of 150 gold pieces. 150? Four? Exactly. Your freedom. And you hear Siri kind of, Siri just kind of, she just kind of, she just, it's just, it's just she kind of like stops herself from talking. What exactly did you get yourself into? I don't think I got kidnapped by pirates. I told you already. <laughs> I still don't believe you. It's okay. Truth be told, the job is never complete. You were supposed to be delivered to me yesterday's Eve, but your party came to me empty-handed. 
I ran them off and told them to find you. Yeah. What Sounds exactly are you going to do with the tiefling? Nothing. I told you. I prayed for his freedom. I don't believe that anyone should be forced against their will to perform like some monkey in a harbor. I've seen your performances. You're an excellent artist, and I appreciate that. Now, had I hoped that perhaps you would work for me and perform for me after I had purchased you, that might have been a side, a bit of an extra, if you will, bonus. At least until your debt to me was paid off, in which you would be free. Had I left you with don't with the uh, the uh, I've already forgotten names. Hold up. <laughs> the Dawn Dread Pirates. It's likely they would have kept you forever in a cage. That but is true. at the moment, as I said, I'm desperate. I need someone to retrieve this as soon as possible before something bad happens. Mm. So then whose lives will we be saving? And you said thousands of lives will be saved. I didn't say thousands. I said many. Many. <laughs> and I don't know. You don't know who you'd be saving? He... Or are confused here? It's not important. All that's important is do you want this job or not. You will be out of debt to me, and I'll pay each of you a hundred gold pieces. Of oh, course, that's out of Judah's pocket. <laughs> I want the job. <laughs> Do you have any obligations of drawing up a contract? Not at all. Need everything in writing? Kind of eyes you cautiously. He looks at your signet ring. Are you sure a merchant should be doing business with someone like me? You're a person. Until otherwise, I have no reason not to do business with you. Make a persuasion check. to get paid in something other than gold. Depends on what you're asking. Something of knowledge, uh, of magic. You have artifacts in your collection. Information is worth far more than gold to me. So yes, you forego your payment in exchange for information. Knowledge. 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 Magic or something. <laughs> what kind of knowledge are you interested in? <laughs> I really don't know, I guess. Um, <laughs> really doesn't know what he wants. Uh, I'm, I'm knowledge of, of, of arcane. Yeah. More than I've already got. Well, As I said, the arcane. if I had anything that I could use for arcane nature, would be hiring I would be hiring you. Yeah. They have schools for that kind of thing, though, if you Unfortunately, <laughs> anything that's of arcane that comes into my possession typically gets sold or traded. So is there a place to procure that items here? As I said, that is information, and that costs money. It's going to be a farmer. <laughs> but we didn't come to the point of why you came to me. What brings you to the Iron Blast to begin with? I had a question for you, Gildress. Take off my cloak. You know who I am anyways. <laughs> not this, having this ugly thing on anymore. Okay, then give it back then. Here, take <laughs> it. <laughs> Gosh, you've been so ungrateful when I tried to hide you. Obviously didn't work. That's not on me. <laughs> Sorry my horns are shiny. <laughs> Should have known where we were going. Anyways, um, what do you know of Orpheus's liar? He takes that pipe and takes a big puff of it, just kind of... <sighs> Once again, that's information. Complete this task for me and perhaps I'll add it alongside your freedom. 
contract and a heading. Now I'm board. Good. The commissioner's mansion. North side of town. <clears throat> you expect us to get in to the commissioner's mansion? The issue that we have with the commissioner's mansion is not the commissioner himself. He's almost never home. He works early mornings and late nights, causing nothing but torment and frustration for my people and my kind. He wants his fist kind of clench. The problem is the steward that keeps the man. A man by the name of Owen Margrave. He is versed in the arcane arts, and my men are ill-equipped to handle him. None of us recognize that name. Uh, no, it's not something that stands out to any of you. What was the name again? Owen Margrave. The artifact that you would be looking for is a golden idol with ruby eyes, depicting a minotaur. Stands approximately 20 to 22 inches tall. Solid gold, but be very careful with it. Do not look into the eyes and do not focus on it. Put it in a bag, bring it back. Said this item is very dangerous. If left there too long, well, I would dare fear what would happen. Many of us heard, know any lore about this item? Uh, make a religion check. Oliver? Uh, anybody who's interested in see if they know about it. <laughs> Six. Six times? Golden bull, man. Yeah. It's a golden bull. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, no, it doesn't stand out to you either, I'm afraid. Fourteen. Uh, it's, um, five, so it's... Mm. Yeah. None of you recognize this, this description. This is not something that stands out to any of you. Um, so it's, it's a, just some kind of golden bull idol. So we can touch it without worrying. You can touch it, just don't focus on it. Don't look at the eyes and do not focus. Put it in a bag, put it out of sight, bring it here. If you find anything else in this man's collection, feel free to bring that back as well. Perhaps we could haggle. The commissioner has made a living prospering off the old wealth and treasure of my people. He has quite the collection, from what I understand. Any other intel you can offer us about this item? I mean, this place? Or cautions? <laughs> the steward himself. The grounds are fenced in, iron gates around it. Guarded most days, most nights. Dogs roam the grounds as well. I'm not sure about the inside of the interior of the mansion itself. I don't know where he would keep his collection, but I imagine a man that's pulses himself would probably keep it out in the open where he could bask in the glory of his deception. I think he wants someone performing for him. Perhaps. I don't care how you get it done, just get it done. And make sure that whatever happens, it doesn't lead me. Lead him to me. So you don't have a good relationship. <laughs> if we mention your Didn't name, have any relationship. we're good. <laughs> I would advise against it. Okay. He's been trying to get me out of the city for quite some time now. But fortunately, me and the captain of the guard see eye to eye on some things. Interesting. Still can tell, tell the truth, like there's no more to the story. You've already made an insight check, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, you okay. guys made your insight checks. Yeah. yeah. So you got you got your answers. Before we take the job. And the only thing that would be uh, potential to me would be is if something went awry, and 
we was taken to the establishment. He's gives us if you're in with the captain, is there any possibility that uh, no. I'm afraid that I couldn't pull any strings like that to save you. Consider yeah, yourselves mercenaries in this case. Contract workers. And be honored, because it's very rare that I allow anyone into my business outside of those that I have personally investigated. Most of my workers come to me because I want them to. Because I need them. And I need someone with your skills. Someone who can handle an arcanus. Something the brute strength can't fight through. As I said, the only rule is make sure it doesn't lead back to me. If you get confidence on you. How long? Do you prefer? As soon as possible. The more time that passes, the more people are in danger. Not that I care much about the people of this town. It's the Drishkins that pass through that concern me. Gilgis, I do have another question. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you for buying me off, if that was really why you're doing it, to free me. I do really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, could you just, just another small favor, if you don't mind, while we're on this task for you, if you could just call off Reggie and his goons, that would be great, while we're doing this for you, so they're not hunting me down when I'm helping them out. Let's see what I can do. I may or may not have scared them off earlier. It may be hard for me to find them. I'll do what I can. Thanks. It's good with me if they're gone. Never liked them anyways. You and me both. <laughs> And one other thing, if any of you decide to fuck me and run with this idol, I will hunt you down. I don't think we need to insight check that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit to yeah. me. <laughs> serious about that. So he wanders behind his desk and he pulls out some parchments and some ink and begins to write something. Just kind of going through, you take some time, and you just hear Siri just kind of. Don't worry, I'll give you the tour. I'll take you out there, show you where you need to go, and uh, give you a little survey around the manor. A little time passes, and he kind of dips the ink aside, puts the quill in the in the uh, in the inkwell, and takes the contract around to each of you. Read it over if you wish. Yeah. Can you read it out loud? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, it does state that this is uh, a one, one and done job essentially. It states that you guys would be uh, in service and indebted to uh, Gildas uh, as long as you procure this item and bring it to him. Um, then you're clear, you will be paid in the sum of 100 gold each, except with the exception of Castro's Falcon. <laughs> so freedom is cool, I guess. Freedom is cool. And uh, essentially, that's what. It, oh, it, it, there is an addendum at the bottom that says that if any of you decide to uh, deceive or run with the artifact in question, Gildas has every right to chase you down to the ends of the continent. And that's written in very big bold writing. To be honest, if we find this job is beyond us as well. Um, are you alright with us reporting back and letting you know that it's beyond us and uh, the contract is null and void? Make a persuasion check. Yes. <laughs> okay. 18. 18. Okay. He looks over at Siri, and Siri's just, she kind of. I don't like my business to be seen by the people of this town. 
I like to keep my dealings private. It's important. It stays between us. Do you sign the contract? Do you sign the contract? Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I do. Do you sign the contract? As I'm reading it, I want to see what names were written down. In terms of his name and the two that signed ahead of me. What about her name? Is it? I can sign with you. No, I mean, is it Cecilia? Is it what you called her earlier? So I was going to see what was written down before I signed my name. Were their names spelled out in the contract, or is it just a signature of a name? Signature. Signature. Well, you couldn't make out my signature. Yeah. He doesn't know your name. That's what I meant. No names are transferred. He's just wanting to sign. I'll put a handprint yeah. <laughs> instead. <laughs> he does pass around HDD3 sign, and then he kind of wanders over to you, and he So tell me, what is your name, little one? <laughs> Hey, you can put Sorrel down. Sorrel Cecilia. Make a section check. It's a half truth. It's a half, half truth. Yeah, let's see. That was terrible. That was. You want to count that doesn't that. count. Yeah, it's not on the map. It okay. Map. It does have to be in the it box or on the map. It did travel on. Okay, it's okay. It's better for sure. He does. He inks it for you. Very well. Rolls the contract out, uh, slides it into a desk drawer to be on your way. Um, kind of hang back if everybody leaves. You head up. Siri kind of opens the door and gestures for you guys to make your way out. So, she does kind of take you by the hand, Cecilia, and she's like, Come on, I'll walk you out. <laughs> she kind of like takes you over and ushers you out the door. Hang back. I do have a question for you. Information. Feel free to take it from my cut as you see fit. I'm looking for a man. He's got dark hair, blue eyes, and robes similar to mine. Came through about two days ago. Have you seen him? Perhaps. Do you know where he was headed? Seems like this is something you should have thought about before you took the gold. How about I make an addendum to the contract? Alright. Or you could simply pay me when the job's done for the information. How much is the information worth? A hundred gold pieces. <laughs> Seems a bit steep. Seems important to you. I'll think on it. And as you kind of turn to walk out, he says one last thing. Don't forget where you came from, Krishkin. <laughs> Don't lose your place in this world. You don't have to worry about that. And you make your way out. You guys all step out as Siri escorts you out into the streets and she does kind of a little jig and kind of taps her feet together. All right, the tour begins. And we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> I was so scared. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but was it, was he being honest or did you not, did you roll high enough? That's always the question on Inside yeah. Check, because I rolled too. Yeah. Was oh he being God. honest? What did you believe him? What's gonna happen? <laughs> he was so calm. Yeah. When you whispered to me, you just whispered if I believed him or not, right? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Come on, it's me. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Roll. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If I it's don't fine. go and meet with him, he's gonna like think over here, ratting him somewhere. And I don't need the first person freaking besides the only people we met in town. I have trust on my butt. Yeah. I don't trust anybody. I'm freaking yeah, I, I have trust him. I also, yeah. I think he has the right intentions for the right people. I think with what I heard at the other tables, too, I kind of see his heart. Really? Mm -hmm. his yeah. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> just beat this other man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
to marry. Who knows? I guess. I guess. I mean, Bevan did that. Perhaps it will be. It'll be revealed. And, and, you know, who knows? We'll find out. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I was so we'll be right back. Man, <laughs> in the realization. That, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> 